You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, everyone. We are here in Virginia, Minnesota, Holy Spirit Catholic Church, Real Presence Live this morning. I hope you are having a great day. Just had a very good first half hour talking with Adam Stolpelstead. Uh, the Steyer Group, who's been helping our parish again as we uh, are celebrating uh, the gift of Catholic education this week in, in Virginia and throughout the diocese, Catholic Schools Week. So it was a great first half hour. And uh, I want to welcome Father Brandon Moravitz. He's done with Mass. He's with us for the second half hour. Good morning, Father. How are you today? Good morning, Ben. Had a wonderful morning this morning with our school kids and uh, ready for... An hour and a half live on Real Presence. Real Presence Radio. Well, good. We've got a, a, a great guest in this next segment, uh, and her name is Cassie Johnson. We're going to talk about youth ministry. I was kind of joking in the first half hour that I think between the two of us, we probably have about 50 years of youth ministry experience, and uh, so we are really looking forward to this next segment. So we want to welcome uh, Cassie Johnson, a uh, youth minister who is going to be a part of this next conversation. So Cassie, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you. So before we get into this, tell us about yourself. How are? Tell us a little bit about you. How are you involved in youth ministry? Uh, yeah, so a little brief introduction. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a recent graduate of the University of Mary. Uh, so I'm 22 on the little younger side, and I just started working for the Diocese of Crookston in Minnesota. And so I have been working in youth ministry. I've been involved since, oh, probably sixth grade, um, and then started, yeah, serving in, in high school, I would think. And so I've been doing youth ministry for about 11 years, but that includes being involved in it. And so, yeah, I have a passion in my heart for the youth. I used to work with kids with autism and Down syndrome, so I graduated with psychology, and so yeah, they have a soft spot in my heart, but I've grown up in a Catholic family and always have had my faith around me, but definitely took me a little while to to claim it as my own. Yeah. Cassie, on that note, this is Father Brandon. Uh, what Was there a moment where you were like, I feel called to this mm. sort of ministry? You know, the God, God chooses us by name and he calls us to mission and you grew up, you know, in youth ministry involvement, but was there a moment where all of a sudden you were like, I think God's calling me to this. And what was that experience life in, ju- in just discerning that particular call in the life of the church? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say uh, my diocese does these summer camps that I was involved in when I was younger. Uh, but there was a moment when I was on staff and we were having a small group and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just there because my friends were there and I wanted to be involved. And yeah, there was this moment where a girl looked at me and she shared her heart and she felt so lost. She was in middle school. And in that moment, I felt helpless, but yet peace. Uh, just this deep sense that the Lord was able to receive her through me. And in that moment, in that small group, I knew that this was something that was going to be in my life forever. And so when she thought that I was ministering to her, she was she was ministering to me, and that's when I when I made that decision that I wanted to keep pursuing this peace that the Lord was giving me. Isn't it incredible how God works through relationships, and yeah. you know, primarily our relationship with Him, and as we grow in prayer and relationship with Him, He provides opportunities like you just explained, where 
you're able to share hearts with another person. And I know often in youth ministry, we think, how do we keep our kids Catholic? And <laughs> what program? What and program what do we, do we need? Yeah. These sort of yeah. things. But a lot of it comes down to putting people in their lives that are holy and happy with the faith yes. life and are witnesses. And um, it's just so critical. Um, it, it just, I really appreciate your testimony. Um, and I guess that kind of leads into what sort of things, you know, in, in your experience in youth ministry, in today's modern world, do you find are um, most fruitful? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and not only like how do we keep our kids Catholic, but how do we keep people and kids in deep relationship with the Lord? Um, yeah. And, and uh, maybe even a story if you've got a student or, or mm-hmm. what sort of things you're doing to help bring young people into that deep relationship with Christ in the church. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. That's It's a relationship. I feel like so many times we try to force these events or, or programs or even certain prayers on the youth um, when that's not actually what is receiving their heart. Um, I had where we just went to a, a big conference and I had a, a young man who was uh, maybe just there for the experience um, and he made that pretty clear to us. And it was about the third day and I just pulled him aside. He was in high school. And I said, hey, like, how are, you, how are you enjoying the conference? What do you think? And he just looked at me and told me blankly, he was like, I want to leave. I hate it here. <laughs> and I, I said, do you want to sit down and talk? And he goes, not really. And I was like, okay, we're going to go sit down and talk. <laughs> and, um, and I just asked him, I said, what's, what don't you like about here? Or, or what's scaring you? And he just shared with me, he was like, I'm not ready to do this. I want to be... I want to be free. I don't want to be tied down by my faith. And, and so I just looked at him and I said, I get it. <laughs> you want to be young, wild, and free, right? And he said, yeah, like that's exactly it. And, and once I was able to understand where his heart was, I just talked to him and I said, that's okay. You know, like your desire to be free is good, but what you're chasing, that's not going to fulfill you, right? Like that's Jesus Christ and that's what I'm asking you to give a chance here. And so... We kind of talked a little bit more and decided that he was going to choose the one talk that he wanted to go to that that showed him some interest um, and then give one prayer session a chance. And he came up to me at the end and just with tears in his eyes was like, I met the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. And so I think that example right there is just meeting them where they're at, understanding their hearts and then saying, yeah, but the Lord understands you more. Yeah, I, I just, I am such a big believer in stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, in sharing the way in which the Lord works in people's lives. It's just so critical um, because then people see the tangible reality of it and then we lead them into kind of the depths and the teachings of the church. But we start with that. Can I pray with you? You know, do you know Jesus? Ah, <laughs> and, and that encounter experience. And even as you were sharing long, long, long time ago um, in a whole other life, I was, I was serving Net Ministries. Mm-hmm. And as you were sharing, I, I remember this young man, we were on a retreat in, in Florida, actually. And this, similar to what you were just sharing, this young man came in, he was in my small group and he sat with his arms crossed and he just didn't want to be there. And he was mm-hmm. angry and upset. And, and it was, I was like intimidated by this tough teenage kid, you know, <laughs> I was like, what the heck, God, there's no chance. There's no hope, you know? And I was, didn't have quite the, the zeal and the trust that I have now, but it was the beginning, and that retreat went on, and that student was just defiant all day long. At the end of the retreat, we just came to this uh, prayer ministry time, and we would go around and pray with the young men in our small groups, and I remember, I, I was 19 then, and uh, walking up to this high school student, and I was so scared to like pray with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this kid is going to punch me and spit on me and like <laughs> yell at me, and I was, I was just so afraid, but I was 
at that time, somehow, through grace, I was courageous enough to sit down next to him. And I said, hey, can I pray with you? And he, like, I remember he looked at me and he said, yeah, whatever. And I was like, okay. He said yes. <laughs> and so I just said, I'm going to say a little prayer. Uh, and then you can say a prayer quietly. You don't have to say anything. Just, just say it quietly in your heart. And then when you're done, just say amen so I know you're done. And he's like, okay, whatever. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I said a little prayer. And then all of a sudden there was this silence. And all of a sudden, this young man, I, I saw him lift his head. And out of nowhere, he just started weeping. I mean, just sobbing uncontrollably. And now I'm like, what the heck's going on? What's happening to this kid? And I immediately thought, ye with little faith, that there was probably some horrible thing going on in his life that was being brought up. And because that often happens, there's this mm-hmm. healing, you know? And that's what I was thinking. And so I asked him to come to the back of the church and was like, can I talk to you? And I said, what's going on? And I'll never forget his eyes. He looked up at me and there was just fire in his eyes. Mm. And he had said, Brandon, he said, you told me to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come in my life, so I thought I would do it. And he said, this little young kid, 15, 16 years old, he prayed it. And he said, when, after he prayed that, he looked up. And it's hard to even imagine this. He said, he looked up and he saw this huge, massive angel above the monstrance. Mm. And then as he looked around, he saw angels over all the people that were praying in the church. And he said he felt so loved and so much power. Mm. And I, then I was... I, I, I was, I was trembling at this kid sharing because this wasn't something that he was just making up like he encountered the living god and god allowed him to see the supernatural by just simply opening his heart up Mm -hmm. and there's so many stories out there in youth ministry of kids encountering the lord that need to be shared Mm -hmm. and so often we can get wow the kids leaving the church we need to do this we need to proclaim what the lord is doing in the church not necessarily being talking about all the things about everybody falling away and so i appreciate your story because it actually renews me and reminds me of a story of how God is constantly working in the lives of our teens. And Cassie, as I hear your story and Father Brandon's, like one thing that comes to my mind in youth ministry is the importance of courage. Mm. You know, sometimes I feel like people will say, you know, well, uh, the kids are falling away and but then we're looking for some silver bullet. I just want that next DVD or whatever. But sometimes you just need someone with some courage to enter into these kids' lives and to actually like pray with them and encourage them. And, and uh, do you think that uh, having some fortitude, some courage in, in youth ministry is, is necessary in our, our church today to really go, we've talked about relational ministry, to invest in these kids. Uh, what is, wh- how is uh, courage and fortitude important to us today? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, to be strong in your own faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for parents, for youth ministers, I mean, the youth look to us, whether we think they do or not, um, whether they cross their arms or not, they're watching us, right? And so this courage to humble yourself and say, I don't know it all, I'm not God, but yet I'm still willing to to be in a vulnerable position and put myself out here for you to, to pray with you or to ask you what's going on or to lead you to the Lord, right? Like that is something that I've learned is wow, do you have to forget about yourself to yeah. do youth ministry and to have the courage to do that. Yeah. Uh, just Tuesday, you know, we celebrated my favorite saint, St. John Bosco. And mm. 
uh, he's a patron of youth. Yeah. And talk about a man that just broke through the fear. Like he had vision, he had love in a culture that was just falling apart in Italy at that time. Like he had that boldness and never, I mean, he had so many reasons to quit. He faced so many obstacles, but he kept going after. And these are boys on the streets that had no families. He could have just given up, but his boldness Mm -hmm. and his willingness to face the fear allowed him to revolutionize education in Italy and lead souls to Jesus. And I just love John Bosco too. Like that, that courage was led by love. He had such love for uh, the young people that he served. And as he strove to start these, these schools and uh, especially mindful this week here, we're celebrating uh, Catholic schools week. Like he had courage and it was fueled by a deep, deep love for those that he was serving and specifically uh, the young people. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Cassie Johnson and she's in uh, the field of youth ministry. And we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to go to break and we're going to be right back. So please stay with us. We have an awesome next segment coming up, continuing the conversation with Cassie. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. Pope Francis speaks a lot about letting Jesus out, about the danger of being self-referential, when we really should be breaking out of that mode and avoiding a country club or bunker model of church. Our Holy Father is telling us we need to be beacons of Jesus' light and go meet the world where it lives, not staying in a church building or even among churchy people. All the activities of the body of Christ should be ordered to mission. After all, everyone needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. The charisms and gifts of the Holy Spirit necessary to carry out this apostolate do not manifest until faith becomes a friendship with the person of Jesus. But they are there by virtue of our baptism and confirmation. You are already equipped. Just surrender yourself to the Lord and He will work through you. Remember, it's not about you, it's about Him. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Yeah, I've been listening to Catholic Radio, <clears throat> starting out in Seattle, uh, Sacred Heart Radio. Had a, had a long commute and, you know, searching through the stations kind of came up upon Catholic Radio and... You know, people were asking a lot of questions that I had, and I was able to kind of passively listen to all the different responses and ponder those and kind of carry on a conversation with the radio in my car and, and then proceed to look things up further as I, as I learned about it. So, so I have a lot of favorites, um, did a lot for me in my life and continues to um, really like Catholic Answers and all the uh, different themed hours they have where people can call in and ask virtually anything, um, like Crest in the Afternoon, getting that uh, Catholic perspective um, on the on the news for the day and all that's going on, um, you know, and I, I could go on and on uh, like all the programs. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
And welcome back, everyone. It's good to have you on this Thursday morning as we're broadcasting here at Holy Spirit Catholic Church, Marquette Catholic School uh, in Virginia, Minnesota. And we've had a great show so far. And this last segment, we've been talking with Cassie Johnson, who helps to oversee uh, youth ministry in her uh, diocese and in, in her parish life. And so we're going to continue that conversation on the importance of youth ministry, especially in our world today. So... Yeah, Cassie, I'm just wondering if you want to just share uh, maybe some of the things and the, the ways in which you see the Lord bearing fruit, and particularly in your diocese and your parish. What are, what are sort of things that seem to be tools that are used by the Lord um, in, mm -hmm. in youth ministry uh, these days? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I would say the biggest right now is relational ministry, right? Um getting the kids in person and meeting them and walking with them. Uh, I know that's hard depending on where you live, um, especially after a post-COVID world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think right now the thought process by a lot of people is, okay, we have to push the technology. We have to offer all of these online resources, which are great in their own ways. Uh, but what I've seen really in my diocese at least is that these kids are thirsting for personal connection, for this deep relationship that's outside of their phones, that's outside of this um, kind of shallow world that they get stuck in. And so a lot of the ways that we've seen success, that we've seen the Lord really move has been, um, we do these quick 24-hour retreats during the school year for high schoolers where they come from a 2 p.m. to a 2 p.m. and they're giving time really in prayer through some through some talks, um, obviously to guide and, and spiritual direction, but really allowing them to encounter the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, in the Eucharist, um, right? We're in this time of Eucharistic revival. And so we really don't have to do too much except for bring them to the Eucharist. Yeah. And that's really, really where I've seen the Lord move and capture hearts and um and then to allow the youth to share that and giving them platforms to to have a voice within the church yeah and cassie as you're saying this i'm just thinking the beauty of so you said you're what 22 years old that yeah you said? <laughs> so you're you're young in uh mm. youth ministry world yeah but the reality is is that formula that you that you just expressed is the same effective model that's been going on. Like if you want like an effective youth ministry program, it's the same uh, model that has been needed. And actually I want to ask Father Brandon the same question you just asked Cassie because you have years and years and years and years of youth ministry. And you've seen um, over those years like authentic conversion and lots of method. We've, and we've tried so many things, right? Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of different programs and different, and they're, they're good, they assist. But I think you would agree with Cassie that relational ministry and really diving into investment in these young people is at the heart of it. So in all your years, what would you say is like, for those that listening, maybe their parish is like, we want more youth ministry. Like, what would you say to them in all your years of, of youth ministry? I, I think it's just absolutely critical that teens have witnesses of faith mm -hmm. around them. Yeah. Um, last night, we, you know, we have all of our young people that gather here at our parish on Wednesday evenings and... It's super dy dynamic, and I, I walked down the hallway, and Ben was meeting with all kind of our core team, our adult leaders, and there was like 20 
of them all sitting around praying together, getting ready to enter into their youth ministry night. And then I know the middle school had another like 15 adults. Mm-hmm. And I thought there's 35 to 40 adults here. And these people are all disciples. Like there's a fire in them. They're not just teaching a book or a class. They're literally engaging in small groups and praying with these students and getting out to their basketball games and like building relationships with them. And it's not just the youth minister doing it or just the priest or it is literally the people in our community that are engaging relationship with them. And, and I'm finding, especially now, like kids are longing for something like that. Like there's such, like you said, like a, I hate it's like a shallowness. And I, my youth minister and I right now are just really discerning. Like every student literally gets a mentor to meet with regularly and to journey with and to go even smaller than just a small group, but like a one-on-one discipleship sort of thing. Um, yeah. And then that's always rooted in the Eucharist, yeah. like you had mentioned. Yeah. Our, our st- we, we ask our students all the time what they want more of, and they always say adoration. <laughs> they <don't, laughs> you know, they're not saying more pizza and food and videos. Wow. And they're saying, just bring us to the church, Father, and get in the confessional. And it's so beautiful. They long for that in a world that's so fast-paced. Yeah. They want to mm. slow down and just be with Jesus. Can I, can I share one more thing? You both mentioned the importance of testimony, the witness of faith. Last night we had our, our high school uh, kids, and sometimes you're, you know, you're teaching them and you're encouraging and Sometimes they get it. Sometimes you're like, oh, they're, it's like going over their heads. But last night we had a, a young lady from our church, and she's probably in her mid-20s. And at the, ve- the last thing we did in our uh, night last night, we tried to encourage our adults to share testimony and witness. Mm-hmm. And she got up there, and she lost her father to ALS a number of years ago. And actually today is the anniversary of her father's death. And she got up there last night, and all these kids, you could hear a pin drop in the room. They were all just zeroed in on her. Mm-hmm. And she shared about... None of her family was Catholic, but they had people here in our church that welcomed them in as their family was suffering. And that led to them all becoming Catholic. And she said that because of her father and these Catholics that welcomed them in, she said the first time she came into the church and kneeled and she looked at the tabernacle, she said she'd never experienced anything like that in her life. She said it was the most powerful experience kneeling in the church. And she said there was just something about the tabernacle that just drew me in. You, these kids are listening to this 25-year-old young woman share this. And again, you could hear a pin drop. And it's like her testimony has power as she shares that. And I think sometimes like, as Catholics, we forget that. Like in our parishes, like are we sharing the, the ways that God is working? To our young people, are we like, how have we seen God this week? Are we thanking God? Are we praying? Like those are just as important as the programs that we, that we are offering. And, and uh, so as I hear both of you sharing about the importance of this testimony and witness, uh, I just think that any of our listeners, even mm-hmm. parents, like are we, as parents, are, are we sharing the way that God's working uh, with our kids? Like we have to go to that place uh, and to do that. So, Cassie, what would you say if there's, just say there's an adult out there right now and they're like, I am not meant for youth ministry. And that might mm-hmm. be true. Not everybody is called to this. I, I, God calls different charisms to different things. But every once in a while, I think that sometimes there's people that are on the edge, like their heart, they kind of, I, I want to do that. But then there's just a little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what would you speak to just some adult or young adult that's out there that has that little stirring, but there's a fear there, like win them to, to jump into their parish and help them with youth ministry. How would you win them? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do not be afraid, right? That courage yeah. that we were talking about earlier, because I think the temptation to say is, oh, I'm, I'm too old um, or, oh, I'm too far removed. I don't know how to do that. Or even like, oh, I was awkward in high school, you know, that they can't relate to me. And, and that's not it. 
um, every, every child comes with a different heart. And so who are you to say that you wouldn't touch one of them, that you wouldn't impact one of them? Um, because even my personality going into youth ministry, I'm not for everyone, right? And so not everyone is going to feel that, that deep connection with me to then journey with the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, have courage and do not be afraid to share who you are as parents or as youth ministers. Like you said, our, our testimony is what draws those kids in. I've had that same experience where when I share, right, that my life's not perfect, that I show up messy, that I just had to run to confession right before this talk, right? Like when we share our brokenness, the youth immediately feel this response to us and then want to journey with us. It's so good. I, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, that whole Chosen series that's out right now. Oh. And my gosh, all those all those early apostles were so different. Yes, and you see yeah. their fear of like stepping out and should I do this? Should I not do this? And then there's this transition in them where they finally just like, yes, Lord. Mm. And they just go. And their, their fire builds in them, but their personality is still there. Yes. And they're all different. They all don't look the same. And, and it's, it, in any sort of ministry in the church, it starts with there's something in us that's stirring. And then there's a mm. resistance. It's like, can God really use me? You know, and, and that was the story of the apostles. That's the story of the saints. And to make sure you, everyone out there that's listening, that's the beginning of the process. So don't think you're unique that you feel this, I'm not worthy. The key is, you're not. Yeah. But God makes you worthy. He calls you and he uses you. No matter who you are, you just got to just jump in, you know, and get after it. Yeah. And so Absolutely. whoever's out there, you're being called. Yeah. I don't know what it is too, but be not afraid. Say yes and beg the apostles to pray for you that you can have that kind of courage yeah. to say yes. And Cassie, maybe one more question. Yeah. So let's say there's parents listening right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm a parent. I've got six kids, seventh on the way. And I rea the, the reality of the busyness of life and the craziness of life. And sometimes there's the temptation of like, you know, youth group night. That's just, mm -hmm. they've, got, they've got so much. They've got the sports. They've got the homework. And... and but our kids need places of refuge. They need uh, these opportunities to be with the Lord, to encounter the Lord. What would you say to parents listening right now as they're struggling and the reality of the busyness and the, uh, all that's going on? What would you share to them about the importance of still striving to connect them in these youth ministry events that you're offering? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it starts with reflecting with our own hearts, right? Like when we're overwhelmed, when we're overscheduled as adults, we, we need a place to rest and we yeah. understand that. And so why would it be any different for our children, if not more important for them because they're in such developmental years, right? And so encouraging them to allow their child to rest, like you said, is exactly it. Give yeah. them that one opportunity and then allow them to choose from there, right? And, yeah. and follow the Lord. Amen. Amen. Cassie Johnson, it has been such a blessing to have you with us this morning. And uh, just appreciate your work and stay strong and uh, keep the faith, my friend, okay? Yes, God bless. Thank God you. God bless you. All right, take care. Uh, We're going to have uh, another great segment coming up right after this break. So stay with us here this morning on Real Presence Live. Real Presence Live.